Welcome to The Brand Standard, a place where faith, online business, family, marriage, and entrepreneurship collide. People are always in search of how to stand out as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, thinking about how to create lifelong wealth, how to create something that's legacy building and long lasting. When the reality is what you need is already there. It's you, it's your family, your marriage. You are the brand. The Bible says not to let others look down on you because you are young, but to show them and be an example for the believers in truth, in love, in faith, in purity, in speech, and in everyday life. That's the goal. That's the bar. That's the bare minimum. And that's the brand standard. Hey friends, I'm Nishe Caldwell and welcome to the brand standard. We're going to go over marriage and business today because that topic seems to be such a difficult one, number one, to discuss, but number two, to just live out every single day. As entrepreneurs, even those who are nine to five, but the other spouse um, may be in entrepreneurship, it's difficult to kind of manage both. And so I want to cover today a couple of ideas that my husband and I have discussed over time and how um, we've been ele- we've been married 11 years. Um, crazy. Coming up this May. And we've been together 16 years. So the number one thing I think everybody's going to say this is communication, but it's not it's not just communication when you're married and you have a relationship. And at the heart of that relationship is love and care and affection and uh, some sense of nurturing and um, support, respect. When all of those things are involved, but then you add in a business that you also love and get support from and sometimes get validation from and respect and all those things, it's almost like you're married to a new career or to a new task or married to a new subject, a new thing. And when you're just starting out, it can be really not just difficult, but it can be really confusing, I believe, when it's like, well, where do I focus my time, my energy, especially as women, we're like, we want to serve in the capacity that's, you know, well-received for everybody. We want to do our best in every aspect. So for our businesses, we want our businesses to be like complete. We want them to be loved on. We want our clients to enjoy their time with us and get their deliverable in the best way possible. We want all those things, but the same goes for our marriage. We want our relationships to work out. And the timing and the arguments and the belief that has to, you know, back up every idea you have and the communication, it can all get so convoluted because it's a lot. It is a lot. So the first thing I will say for those of you who are interested or just kind of want to hear it from someone else's perspective, the first thing I think, um, especially for me and Dre, is that we support each other no matter how crazy the idea actually is, but we're also brutally honest with each other. Um, Dre came up with the scenario this morning, like if I were interested in selling dog food, it would probably probably be a brutally honest moment where it's like, no, we're not we're not pursuing that as a family. We're not I'm not interested in that for you and I don't believe you'll be successful in this because it's it's not rooted in anything. And so 
we do support each other no matter what, but it also has to align with like our family values and our family goals and what each of us believes about the other person. If I I once told my husband early on, like if you wanted to be an astronaut, if you wanted to be a lawyer, if you wanted to be something that just seems so out of reach, I still would support that. I would be like, totally, how can we get to space? How do we do it? What what do you need from me? How do we get there? Um, but fortunately, it's, it hasn't been a situation where we've come up with ideas that are like so misaligned, where we're just so confused. Like, why would you want to sell dog food? You know, it's nothing like that. We haven't had that. So if that's your experience, I think patience, first of all, to hear the other person's heart is is where you need to go with that one. But if it is aligned and you do kind of come to an understanding, it's like, okay, I get that. The support is, first of all, one of the many things that will hold it together. Just support them. It's it's already a lot to be an entrepreneur. It's already a lot, a lot to, to shift your mindset, to focus on running a business for yourself where no one is telling you what to do every single day. You know, it it is overwhelming at the idea, at the thought. For a lot of people, they never get there. They never start. Um, it was a statistic that came out that said, Small businesses started at um, in the last couple of years. Had the small business, um, you know, apply applications kicked up by four hundred percent. People are out there trying to do this thing, and the success rate is still fifty fifty fifty. I think the, another statistic came out and said about one percent of small businesses are earning over one hundred thousand dollars a year. One percent, and so. When we look at nine to five careers, when it's very, um, it's very enticing to say, "Oh, somebody's going to give me fifty, sixty, seventy, even a hundred, up to a hundred thousand dollars or more a year," and I just have to abide by their, you know, rules of their organization. You know what? I'm I'm going to consider that. I'm going to do that. Um, it, and I don't want to say it's the easy way out, but it's already planned out. It's an organization that's already well-oiled and they just need to add this position. When you're starting from scratch, you don't have any of those positions fleshed out. You don't have the company values and mission and everything fleshed out. And so you, because you have to create those things, you need a support system. And the first person you're going to look at, obviously, is your spouse or the person you're in a partnership with, a relationship with. Um, and so really the support for each other, no matter what the idea is and being brutally honest from your heart, but also from your family value perspective is is completely necessary. The other thing um, to consider and to just kind of talk about together are managing the work schedules, setting the expectations early on and being OK with the late nights, the long hours, the early mornings. There are times when I look up and I just happen to roll over and it's 1.30 in the morning and Andrea is still on the computer. There were times when um, I would go to the office and that was my night. I was supposed to make dinner. I'm supposed to pick up the kids. I'm supposed to do the whole nighttime routine. And I'll look up and it's nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh man, I missed all of that. <laughs> I'm still on the computer. I'm still working. And so 
you know, a lot of people would be upset at that. Like the expectation is that you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be doing these things. The expectation is that we're supposed to be resting and you're supposed to be in the bed. Like we could be having a moment where we are intimate. Both of us are awake at late hours, but you know, it's a trade-off because I understand that he's up till 1.30 in the morning because he's after something that requires more time, more attention, than the hours that we actually have allotted in a day. It's not a nine to five traditional work schedule. And I think if you can communicate that early on where it's like, you know, I'm a night owl and I need to stay up sometimes to get these things and these ideas off my plate and out of my mind so that I can rest. Uh, I don't enjoy waking up in the morning, full transparency. I don't want to get up, but I do. Um, because the kids have their own schedules we we go by. But my husband, on the other hand, whether he wants to admit it or not, he can get up. He can operate on four hours of sleep. I can't. I, I'm, I'm not choosing that path. I don't enjoy that. I don't aim to be sleep only four hours every night. That's ridiculous to me. However, he will. <laughs> he will go to bed at nine o'clock because he's going to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Just because, just because he knows he has to do this, 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 and this. That's difficult for me. I'm getting to a place where I'm um, more inclined to do that because I do need to reset like my morning schedule. That's a whole nother podcast in itself, but I'm not that way right now. And so we understand each other in that way that sometimes when he's filming, he's going to be out past midnight outside of the house. That's hard. We have three kids. It's it's a single mom moment that I know is fleeting. It's only going to pass, but it's also, you know, understanding that he is after something greater right now. And it's not time for me to be selfish. And then the same thing for him. In the daytime, I usually am um, doing client calls. I'm, I'm working on client projects. I am on social media more than the average person. I am on my phone a lot. And there has to be an understanding about that because my marketing efforts and essentially the livelihood of my social media, you know, we eat what we kill over there. So the more active I am and the more consistent I am on Instagram or um, I'm I'm doing Pinterest, this podcast, my marketing efforts require a lot of my time. I don't have a team of five people to do different tasks. When we build to that, then possibly. But right now, we are trading time for money. The more time I invest into this business, the more money that's going to come out of it currently, right now. And so we know that because his time is devoted in a different way. His isn't so focused on the phone and social, but his is relationship building and filming. And those things take a long time. You can't say, oh, we're going to have a 30-minute meeting, set it, and then that's it. It's 30 minutes. That 30 minutes can lead to four hours. And it's like, what are you doing? Where are you? I'm still at this meeting. I'm still talking to this client. I'm still working on this TV project. A lot of times that can be hard to deal with. And so managing the work schedules, just setting the expectations early on, like, hey, I like to get up and get my day started. Um, and we've had that friction. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying these things because I, we've ex- we've both experienced them. He has been frustrated that I'm not home before seven o'clock several times. I have been frustrated because he's up super, super early in the morning and not here for our morning routine. 
And I'm kind of alone in those things. That is is very challenging. But we've pushed through those things because we've had to take a step back and reset managing the work schedule, setting expectations like, okay, I know you love work, but you have to put everything down by six o'clock. Like this is it's ridiculous. And the same for me. I know you love work. This is my conversation with my husband. I know you love work, but you cannot drive yourself to the ground. You have to rest. Um, so that's one of the one of the main things that causes friction, I believe, in a marriage when it comes to see both of us are entrepreneurs. It's not one of us who has a nine to five where, you know, that schedule is pretty set. Our schedules can be all over the place and we set the schedules. So I do believe that in those moments of frustrate frustrations and um those challenging times, it leads me to the next point. I think you have to have a short lifespan for your arguments. When you are dwelling on something that caused a blow up two months down the line, you you can't find success in your marriage talking about something that happened three months ago. That's not going to work. That's unfair. Now, my husband is very passionate and he can be very demanding. I love that about him in a lot of ways. And I despise that about him in a lot of ways, because when it turns on me, I'm like, uh, annoyed and frustrated. But after three or four days, our household is right back to normal. You would never know there was ever an argument. I think it's a good thing about us. Sometimes it could be a bad thing because it seems like we just sweep things under the rug. But I think both of us are just so stubborn that we can easily move on, like whatever. We just we just lay it down and move on. So having a short lifespan for whatever argument you're having, and I'm not saying don't have an emotion about it. I'm not saying sweep it under the rug and don't talk about it. And I'm not saying don't have the argument. Sometimes you need to get that tension out of your body. So you do need to argue health in a healthy way, but don't dwell on it two weeks, three weeks, now it's two months, three months down the line, and you're still talking about something that happened last year. No. Um, I think your relationship is dependent on forgiveness and being okay with who God has called you to be in this season and who God has called your spouse to be in this season. And when you look at it from God's perspective, Challenges are going to come. He did not promise us a ease or a like strife-free life. That's not what the Bible says. It says in this life you will struggle. We will. We we have to accept that. But the good thing about the body of Christ is that we are also given peace. So I think one of my strengths and the thing that I've worked on the most um, since I was, since I've graduated, since I graduated college, and since I entered to the, to this relationship, which has been the longest ever, um, longest anything I've had other than my parental relationships, um, is my patience, my my tolerance for forgiving. I have had to work on that deeply. Patience is a virtue. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to sit through the stuff to get to the good. But we've had to do that. Um, I've had to learn how to forgive and forget because you can't forgive and then hold on to it. That doesn't work. Um, So I think 
one of the better virtues that I've gotten out of the ups and downs of this relationship and being married and both being entrepreneurs is having a new level of patience, a new level of my faith, a new level of forgiveness. Having short lifespans for your arguments can literally save your relationship. Um, I think as the arguments subside and you you both get back on the same page and the challenge is, is something that you both are on a mission to conquer, you can feel the difference. We've gotten through this challenge. We've gotten through this argument. Now we're back on the same page and now everything is running. All engines are go. And it feels so, so good. I think with that too, and to the next point, you've got to believe in each other. Past the communication, past the forgiveness, past the patience. I wholeheartedly believe in the things that Dre is doing, but I believe in him as a man. I believe in him as a father. I believe in him as a husband. And I'm also believing God for who God has called him to be. He may not be there right now. I'm not there right now. But the process, although in a lot of ways it hurts sometimes, the process is is for God. And I believe God for my husband. And so I think when you believe in each other and you have that level of understanding that everything in life is temporary and we just got to make it to tomorrow. If you have that mindset and we are going to make it to tomorrow, God willing, when you have that mindset, the, the arguments seem so small. They seem so futile. When we think about our children who are going to grow up and go off to college and have their own families, when you think about that long term, this argument about getting home two hours after you said you were going to be home is is frustrating in the moment, but tomorrow not so much. Plus, I believe in you. I believe that, the, and I trust you, that those two hours extra, and he would say this to me, those two hours extra that you spent on this project it's gonna it's gonna come back to us. It's not in vain. Your hours that nobody sees, they're not in vain. And I understand that about him, and he understands that about me too. So I think too, when we have good communication where everything is kind when we leave the conversation feeling emptied out, like, yep, I said everything that I needed to say. I don't I can't think of any other ways I would have said something um differently. When that's all laid out on the, on the table, it's obviously obviously things are going to be left off because you, you know people are forget, forgetful. I especially am very forgetful. Like, oh man, I forgot to say this. You know, have another conversation. This is not ending. It's not like oh that conversation passed and we can't readdress this. It was heated, but you know if you got to get something else back out, get it back out. Um, you have to communicate in a healthy way where people are available. To one, hear it, two, receive it, and three, not always be quick to respond to it. So in marriage, that may be true whether you have business or not. I believe it is. You have to learn the communication style of the person that you're with, for instance. Please, and I had to I had to tell Dre this years ago. Please do not have a full-on serious conversation with me at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm not available to receive to respond, to hear, or even think through a whole life-changing conversation at seven o'clock in the morning when I'm not even, we didn't, you didn't even tell me we were going to talk about this tomorrow. I don't, it's not on my radar at all. And then for Dre, 
when I ask him a question or when I want to talk about something, I literally have to, and I've had to learn this about him. I have to say things and not be ready for an answer right away. He has to have time to process, to think through, to evaluate or whatever he does in his mind. And maybe tomorrow, maybe in a few hours, I'm okay with putting it out there on the table and then hearing hearing about it later on because he's wired that way. And I'm wired to where I don't want to hear it at seven o'clock in the morning. I would rather talk about it at 11 o'clock at night and he's asleep. <laughs> so we miss each other several times because I'm up and ready to talk between nine and 11 when I'm winding down to go to bed for myself. But he's already headed to bed because he gets up early. And so we've had to learn each other's communication styles and even the times of day where we're available to have these life-changing conversations. And luckily, we've been able to figure out it midday or after I've had coffee and and oftentimes he will get up and go get me coffee so that I'll be prepared (laughs) for the conversation. Because if I can at least sip down some coffee and like take my vitamins and just kind of you know, eat, have a slow morning. First of all, it's a thoughtfulness that comes with just having your the coffee that your spouse loves ready to go. You know, I love that. It's so sweet. He does it for me. Surprisingly, I don't ask a lot of times, but because he's up and he's out, he'll bring me a coffee. Now I'm ready to go. Now we can talk. <laughs> but when I roll over and I'm just putting my glasses on, like I don't, I didn't even brush my teeth all the way. And he would want to have these long, full on, like, well, what do you think? What are we going to do? Full conversations. And I'm like, I don't know. And he would get upset that when he's ready to talk, I wouldn't be ready to talk. So I said all that to say communication on your plans and learning each other's communication styles is vital, especially in entrepreneurship. Um, Dre and I have had to discuss discussions. Again, like I was saying, like, when are you available to have this discussion? Because this is what I want to talk about. And we've had to say, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's go to lunch and let's talk about this over lunch. Or let's take the kids to the park so that we can be in, you know, open air and change our environment a little bit. Let's, let's head to the office and talk about this in a different environment and at a different time. Like midday is like our time, me and Dre, um, when I don't have clients work or calls and he, you know, doesn't have meetings, however his schedule is. Usually our times with each other is is like midday before the kids get picked up from school and before um, the nighttime routine begins. That's usually our time to talk through things, to chat or early in the morning after the kids get dropped off, you know, those are our times. So I think figuring out a communication plan, whether one person knows the plan or not. Um, I mean, whether one person is, is you know, like Dre for a long time had no idea we even had a communication plan. I knew it. I know don't talk to me. And he knew don't talk to me early in the morning. But the rest of it, you know, I kind of had to figure it out and then share it and say, hey, I think we should get in the habit of, you know, going to lunch to talk about work instead of talking about it right away at home in in a in a totally separate environment. And so again to summarize all the things that we were chatting through, I think the key things with marriage and business is supporting each other no matter how crazy the idea, being brutally honest with each other because 
things have to align with your family values. And it's great to hear that from your spouse so you can stay on the same page. Managing those work schedules, setting the expectations and being okay with those late nights, the long hours, the early mornings, and adjusting your mindset around those things because you believe in the person that you're with. You believe in what God has called them to be. Um, having short lifespans for the arguments that are that are bound to come. They're going to come. And then having a plan for communication, having a way to communicate healthy, having an understanding of how the other person, the person that you're with, how they best communicate. I think when those things are all lined up and they're all... Um, kind of sorted through. And again, this isn't like, oh, let's talk about all this today, one day, and then it works for the rest of your life. It is an ongoing work, sort of like a working document. I tell my clients all the time, like your website is a working, living, breathing entity. This is going to change some, you know, maybe my, um, maybe my body will change to be a morning person as I develop a better morning routine for myself. So maybe I will one day want to have a conversation a deep rooted conversation at seven o'clock in the morning. Today, that's not true, but tomorrow it may be different. And so being flexible and being open-minded and and laying these things, the foundation for all these things out now so that when things go off the rails, you have a plan to go back to communicating well. You have a plan to having a short lifespan for your argument. You have a plan already about managing a work schedule when they change. Because all of these things are, again, that everything is temporary. But for the right now, the best way to succeed, I believe, in marriage and business is to have those things kind of fleshed out for yourself and communicating that with the other person. I hope this was helpful for you. I certainly enjoy talking about um you know, my husband and our relationship in a lot of ways. I even told him I was going to have him pop in at some point for <laughs> for a podcast. Maybe he'll be my first guest. But if you have any questions or you want to chat more about this, head over to my website, nashaycaldwell.com, where there are tons of resources, um, some freebies over there. You can navigate to um, the newsletter that you can join, Launching 30, which is on the way. Um and then even how to start your business. If you're curious about that, you can certainly start with the Ultimate Entrepreneur's Guide. And that's over on my website as well, nashaycaldwell.com. I cannot wait to talk to you again. And I'll talk to you guys shortly. See you on the next one. It's time to create the life you always wanted, a life that you can be proud of. It's time to get started. There's only one way I could take off months and months at a time and come back to a business I love. That's by owning it. Sustainably choosing my pace, getting out what I put in, and sometimes a little more is why I'm an entrepreneur. Is it hard? Yes. But so is going to a job you hate. Is it worth it? Absolutely. My kids seeing me for many hours a day and available for all activities makes it worth it. You may not feel ready or even worthy, but the reality is you've always been ready. You've always been an entrepreneur. Do it now. Do it with peace, with ease, with motivation, and without worry. Let's do it together and launch in 30. If you're ready to start, launch, and grow an online business of your own, go to nashaycaldwell.com slash launch in 30. I'll see you on the inside.